had set it up and I had put it in our tweet that I was going to talk about it. And I set it up. Set it up. Is that a movie? It's a movie on Netflix. Oh. It's a rom-com. Is, is it a Netflix original? Yes. Really? It was very cheesy. And I, I get confused about how rom-coms nowadays are like aware that they're cheesy. But then they still use all the same cliches. So oh, it's yeah. like now I'm like, but it's like ironic now. It's a, So that's what I don't like about it. It's a little self-aware now with rom-coms. Uh, that, that's just the writers. They're self-aware. It's a little try hard, though, because it's like you knew back then it was like writers were like, oh, this is what the people want. And now they're like, this is what the people want because it's bad. <laughs> right. I think that you can count on Netflix to deliver us something like that. Yes, but I don't I don't love it. Duly noted. Well, you can always cancel your subscription. No, but no. I. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, set it up was cheesy. That's all I'll say. Okay. Well, I didn't see that movie, so uh, you're saying I shouldn't. Yeah. No. Okay. Well, that's good to know. What about what we're covering today? Do you think that people should go see that? I do, and I. Cool. I. Well, I. I mean, I hadn't seen it. I had seen like half of it. Oh, so. This was your first time to watch it all the way through? Yes. Oh. I, I really think it should be watched now because back then there was a lot of, well, when it was released, mm-hmm. it had a lot of controversies around it so that it ended up oh. pretty much not playing anywhere. Controversies? Kind of, yeah. Oh. So that what that was in 2005? 2006, actually. Oh. It seems like it got delayed a little bit. It did, and... Was it a fox? It was a 20th century fox? Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. So, the movie we're covering today is called Idiocracy. Idiocracy. And it's basically what would happen if all non-Trump supporters became extinct. And uh, all the only people left were Trump supporters. Wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm I, that's true to saying it like it is. Wow. That's... <laughs> Whoa, loaded. Am I right or am I right? He's nodding his head in the studio. <laughs> he is. It's an exaggerated version yes. of what... But a lot more real now than I feel like it would have felt back then. Oh, you think so? Yes. Well, there are some things and I want to talk about that. Okay. So I want to... Later in the spoiler part, I want to go over like the things they predicted correctly and also things they didn't. Mm. Predict as correctly Ow, about the balls. future. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I <laughs> well, mean, why we'll about get to that. <laughs> right? So, if you don't know, we are Heike Book Club. We are a podcast that's kind of like a book club for TV and movies. TV and movies? No, no books. Mm, n- not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe with Harry Potter, I'm trying to convince Cam- Cameron in the fall. I like to reread. Oh. I like to reread and rewatch all the Harry Potter movies. It's gonna be so difficult for me though, going into my senior year. That's too bad. <laughs> it is. Maybe maybe it's a time though. Maybe it's the time to come back to those classics. Honestly, every fall I get so like I crave Harry Potter books and. Is I there g- something about how it's written that makes? I you think it's it's because they're going back to school. At the oh, beginning that of makes all so of much sense. That I always have that feeling of like fall back to oh, school. Oh, that's so nice. And I, like a lot of it takes place like fall, winter. 
So like mm-hmm. I, I read them and watch the movies across like fall, winter. I wonder if anybody else shares that experience. I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, if you I, do, you, you should probably tweet us. Yeah, because I, I can only do that in the fall. Like I didn't make it through the last book and it became spring and I was like, oh. The Deathly Hollows. Yeah, I, it became spring and I was like, oh. I'll try again next year. Start over. Like yeah. I couldn't finish. Part one or part two? The book. The book is just one book. Wait, what? <laughs> There's only one. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Are you being, Are you kidding? Yeah, I'm just trying to make a moment. Oh, Cameron. <laughs> it's for the I don't listeners. Be- I don't believe it with you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Because you're an That's alien, you would actually might not know <laughs> that. <laughs> 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 I, I wouldn't put it past you them. didn't know what pants was Panting. being pantsed yeah the verb yeah uh, no i didn't <laughs> it's crazy hey, well it's a crazy world we live in oh my goodness <laughs> so yes we're Heidi book club and i'm zeleni i'm cameron and today <laughs> <laughs> that's a lenny <laughs> we're covering idiocracy which is that's right a 2006 dystopian type of movie set satirical comedy though yeah dystopian satirical comedy it's what i would label it i guess and it stars luke wilson and Maya rudolph two and great actors yeah and Terry Crews and oh Dax Shepard and Terry Chris, Crews. Yeah, that's right. I love Terry Crews so much. Brooklyn Nine Nine. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and Nine Nine. <laughs> I also forgot to mention about Brooklyn Nine Nine. One of my favorite things is that there's two Latinas in one sitcom. You know how I and I feel super bare minimum by praising it, but also like. When do you see that in a mainstream sitcom? That's a great point. Ever. It, I know. Like, it's a miracle that the writers, whoever came up with the second Latina character, wasn't told, like, oh, we already have one. <laughs> you know, that's usually how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really cool. And they're not exoticized. They're, like, they have very opposite personalities, but they're also, like, they're normal people. They're, like, nerdy. Yeah. Like, it's so different. So, Idiocracy. Right now, so normally on Hikey Book Club, we'll do the first half is non-spoilers. And then the second part of the podcast is spoiler. And we'll warn people about that. We will. But you can't just guarantee that it's going to be equally split. Lickety split. Right. Half right. by half. Just like the first part and second part. Right. Okay. So Idiocracy, again, had a very weird story and release shabako <laughs> oh really so you're gonna go into some of the like pre-production and then the release a of little it? bit yeah so it okay. was actually filmed where hikey book club is recorded oh get out yeah in austin hey Texas. it was cool. filmed in austin round rock pflugerville and san marcus oh my goodness <laughs> all austin and the surrounding areas super weird because when we chose this we had no idea about this we just saw it at the end and the credits it thanked like the city of austin Austin Film Society. Yeah. So wait, where where were these film sets? We were trying to figure out. Uh, it said like Austin Film Studios or some generic. What? <laughs> yeah, I guess they have some. Oh wow. They definitely have some, but yeah, it, it's cool. That that's cool. But also, so 20th Century Fox, what happened? They kind of like abandoned the project. What? How could they? Can you guess why? Uh, controversial. Advertisers. It makes sense. So. They were oh. too scared to piss off all the advertisers that were used in the movie. 
as um, like right some satirical mm-hmm, comment yes so 20th century fox basically played it as few times as legally possible from their contract jesus which was only seven cities and 130 theaters for like a couple days no way yeah yeah. So that was the first release. It was of like it? hidden and zero marketing, zero anything. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I had no idea either. I mean, it must have lost money then. It did. It did. It it only made half a million, not even close, and it cost two to four million, is what it said. So definitely not. But no marketing costs. <laughs> yeah. And it said it made like nine. Like nine million in DVD rentals. Wow! So that's cool. Yeah, it was. It's kind that of that was a definitely th- like the last wave of DVDs, right? And it kind of they they kind of hoped at least it would be like a cult classic kind of thing, and it it did. I feel like it is kind of in that status for sure. Oh yeah, just kind of like a cult following because it's a very satirical movie, and it's from it's directed by Mike Judge. Yeah, Mike Judge. He he, he did King of the Hill. He did lots of things. He did Office Space. Oh, yeah. He did Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. Silicon Valley now, I guess. Oh, yeah. Um, They really turned their back on this guy who was, like, already successful and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, I wonder if they were, like, shaming Texas a little bit or just I being mean, like, y'all are like amateur, so we're going <laughs> to, you know. I don't think so. I think they're just too scared of, like, offending the public. And they could have lost out on something big and huge. Like, what if it ended up being a huge success? I know, exactly. And so they didn't want to offend all the people they're making fun of, which is all of American society. And then they were too scared to piss off, like, Starbucks and Costco. <laughs> Wait, something I'm realizing is that if somebody's listening to this podcast and they aren't exactly sure... Like because they haven't seen it yet. Like what's what's dystopian about all of this? Okay, it's the year. I'll just and like say, why would it piss off the advertisers? So basically, it's fi- like five hundred years in the future. That's mm-hmm. all I'll say. In twenty five hundred or so. Yeah, twenty five oh five or whatever. Yeah, and you know it's it's a future like what it's a. I feel like saying like a Trump supporter's idea or like what would result in them being 100% of the population. I feel like that's enough description <laughs> to Fair like enough. guess. And it's obviously mega corporations. It's and just the, the idea that there's no intelligence. Very little intelligence. <laughs> and it's declined mm-hmm. after the millennium, I guess. Mm-hmm. Because, well, we'll get into why. Right. But yeah, I just wanted to go over that weird re- weird release that's oh yeah and and real brand names are used in in the movie so yeah. like that's why it could potentially piss off like actual companies now mm-hmm. yeah they were very scared to piss off advertisers and terry cruz actually in an interview this year sort of confirmed that theory that used to be more of a theory but terry cruz said like yeah they they were scared to m- mess with the advertisers so what would they do what would they do the advertisers would just decide oh we're not going to show our ads there anymore. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I don't I just, know. I think that's like silly. If they did, it would only run. be for a short period of time and then they would come back. I mean, yeah. they can't. Everything's run by these huge companies that it's like, why? It's like a petty excuse to, to not go forward with something they invested in. And they were like, I've, I guess they obviously did some risk analysis and they were just said, fuck it. It's whatever. Yeah. We can take the hit. 
It's honestly very... It's pretty well rated, too. They didn't screen it for critics. They didn't do anything. It's only till way after it was released. Like, normally critics, like the, the ones that get paid for it, see the movies way before. Right. And nothing with this one. So really? no one So no one even knew, had any sense of how it was, you know? It's like... You just had to find it. Yeah. And know it was out there. Yeah. I honestly heard about it from my chemistry teacher in high school no way yeah and he he was a big fan of it and he was very like that kind of like sassy but cool professor that like would make fun of the kids uh-huh. but like smartly so like people respected him and in a funny enough way you know so yeah. he was funny enough that like he wasn't actually offending the students but he would talk about that movie and like compare us to it so how tactful were the jokes in idiocracy um some were better than others tactical yeah. wise but it's also a there was like at least one where i was like that's a little dated it's a it's a lot more like very 2000s humor right which was very different it was like the wild west and yes the t- i feel like no we were just trying to figure ourselves out yeah. yeah like ugh, the fashion it kills me i'm like that's hilarious like i wish Fashion was as hilarious now, so I'd ha- I'd have more to laugh at. You know what I mean? It's like cold denim, like jumpsuits and weird. So you're hats. saying we've come a f- long way since then with our fashion? I think so. Just okay. I don't know what happened there, but anyway, also with our humor. <laughs> yes, I think. But and, also and our film quality. Right. I think it's it's worth watching, especially like. Because a lot of people might not have heard of it or seen it, but mm. I think since it got such a terrible release with no promotion, like, I think people should go watch it because of that, you know? Yeah. I mean, it could be for some a reason to avoid it, but yeah, no. if you look between the lines, you know, you should be curious about why a major studio would want to cancel the wide release of something yeah. that they invested in that sounds very conspiracy like you know too scared of satire right it just doesn't take too long watching into the movie to realize why that would be the case right it's not it could be the case there's something so icky about a company or an entity refusing to show satire because that means like there's more truth that Mm. they don't want you know like to me it's super shady I mean, I don't know if they would do that now in 2018, but who knows? They weren't ready back then. Right. Well, but now we see it in real life. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Now it's our reality. Maybe if we had been warned with idiocracy properly, yeah. we could have thought it through. <laughs> well, we don't have toilets in the seats yet in the lounge chairs. Don't spoilers. Oh, sh- shit. We need to move on to spoilers. Shiza. Do you... <laughs> 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 oh shiza <laughs> do you recommend it we need to move on to spoilers yes i do because you're spoiling everything movie. huh because you're spoiling everything i'm sorry oh hi no you're right i do recommend this movie but only for one time that's weird i agree maybe not for one time you can watch that's it up to the person that's that's true you can watch it for as many times as you want <laughs> let's move on to spoilers <laughs> Well, 
Welcome back to Haiki Book Club with Zeleny and Cameron. So we were just discussing about the movie on the other half. And if you're on this side, that means that you must have watched it. That's so cool. We're glad that you could keep listening. But if you're still around and you haven't actually watched Idiocracy, you better turn around now because we're going somewhere that would ruin it for you. It's really good. Just go watch it. It, it'll remind you of our world today. Yeah, we'll give you a moment. And now <laughs> we will <laughs> just dive right in. So okay. thankfully, hold, I just before we yeah, jump yeah, in, yeah. Zeleni, I want to thank you so much because you do so much great work to put together this podcast. You help get all the equipment ready. You research ahead of time and take down notes in your notebook. And then you edit everything and publish it. You really are most steps in the production process of this. And I just want to take a moment to thank you for that. Thanks. She works so hard. I appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah. The least I can do is be a good co-host. You are. Yay. Okay. So let's dive in. Um, I guess we can, I feel like the summary thing works well. Like we can go through summary, but branch off from that. All right, great. So we start, well, let's not go that detailed. (laughs) Yeah. So Luke Wilson is like an army guy and he's an average Joe. His name is literally Joe. He is the average Joe. Yeah. And so the army is doing this experiment to like freeze a, a man and a woman for a year and just see what happens. And they're just testing out this technology, right? And they get average Joe because he's so average at everything. They think he'd be a good specimen. But why did they get the other person? Because they didn't have any women that fit the criteria. I don't know. They didn't have any women available or willing. So random. Yeah. So Maya Rudolph plays. Yeah. But what's her name? (laughs) Rita or something. Uh, I want to say. Yeah, sure. Rita. (laughs) No, that's not even closer. Oh, no. What is it? I don't know. I don't uh, have it in here. Are you serious? This can't. This can't be. I just. <laughs> I just raved to them about your research. I know. Well, <laughs> I didn't write down her character name. I thought uh, I remember. This is sad. I know. Sad day for. I remember every other name. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Rita, wow, I was right. Wow, <laughs> okay, cool. Wow, okay. So none of that's that was, necessary, <laughs> just cut here. <laughs> I pulled that out of my ass. Okay, <laughs> so Rita, and she is a prostitute, and the guy running the experiment makes a deal with her pimp named Upgrade. Up Now, I'm Spelled sad weird. that Upgrade didn't get an upgrade in the <laughs> lineup in this movie. Like, I feel <laughs> like he should have come back. I I don't I didn't care too much about him. So I made the guy made a deal with the pimp to have her for a year in the freezer and see what happened. Be the specimen. But then sometime after they're frozen, the guy running the experiment gets caught for being like too close to upgrade and learning how to have a how to be a pimp. So he was a pimp too. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, like he learned to be a pimp from upgrade. Oh my goodness. And then he got fired for ha- being a pimp. You know? Yeah, but then they like shut down the entire right. He was, I guess, station no or division. Yeah, so the building gets demolished. Yeah, and they end up in the trash. Let's say. Yeah, right. And, and these in these fr- frozen devices, yes. freezing devices. These like frozen coffin things, and then it, it's a year. We we hear the narrator talk about how 
the human population's intelligence declined and it's basically how like smart people started to not reproduce as much because they were focused on their careers or they were like basically overthinking reproducing and would have like one or zero babies Mm -hmm. and then or and then die off and then all the dumb people would procreate without thinking about it Mm -hmm. and then that caused the population to shift completely it basically like natural selection they Mm -hmm. explain it as and yeah and it was an exponential explosion of uh just uh, uneducated peoples yes and then we see sort of the evolution of butt fuckers (laughs) that's one brand there we go (laughs) (laughs) So we're 500 years later and the population is very dumb. There's also a lot of garbage, as we know already. Yes. In our world today. It was very similar to WALL-E in that sense, which came out like almost the exact same time. Right. It was. So I guess maybe that was the first times people were taking it seriously, maybe, or Mm. depicting it in this big way. But there's like whole landscape of garbage and there is a garbage avalanche, which I learned through my research that actually has happened. What? Garbage avalanches in certain countries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not in America, I, I don't see. think, but like and on a smaller scale, obviously, right. but, but yeah, it makes I, sense. Like yeah. <laughs> we have a lot of garbage already. It's true. So these are like cliffs of garbage and then there's an avalanche because they put on too much garbage and these coffins fly down. Hmm. In this avalanche that carry our Joe and Rita. Right. And then he lands in Dax Shepard's <laughs> living room or house. And his name is Frito, even though in the whole movie they call him Fredo. So I thought his name was like Alfredo or something. I don't know what that was all about. Yeah. His name is Frito, like the chips. His last name is Pendejo. What? Which is a bad word in Spanish. Yeah. This is another thing, like everyone's names are hilarious, either branded or like cuss words, basically. Yeah, like Frito. I'm, I'm assuming that's like based on Fritos. I would imagine. And they're in D.C. I didn't realize that. That's like where they're supposed to be. Oh. I that mean, makes sense because yeah, they, they go, go to the White, White House. House. Right, right, right. You're right. Anyway, that's With later. With a big trampoline in the front. Yes. Or pool. Well, yeah. And I remember what it is. Yeah, uh, that's. Oh, the presidency of this world is... That's the realest part. <laughs> Sad. Yeah. <laughs> Even Cry- though I'd face. much rather have Terry Crews there. Yes. And so, yeah. So Luke Wilson or Joe is figuring out the world. He gets kicked out of Dak Shepard. That's where we see the toilet in the in the seat, which yeah. is ultimate laziness. And... He's watching this show that's Ow My Balls. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a guy getting hit in the balls. It's just very like cave. <laughs> okay. It kind of reminded me of like shows like Wipeout and all that. Right. Seeing it compared to all that. For sure. And then, so he thinks that something wrong with him. He goes to the hospital. One thing they predicted right is how the lady at the desk, she's so dumb. Or everyone working is dumb. And they have like... An emoji keyboard. Yeah. Before emojis were a thing. Basically, like, she just has to find the picture of what's wrong with him and then click that and then the AI does everything else for her. For sure. And that's Is that how hospitals are? Not hospitals. I just mean, like, this was pre-emoji keyboards. Right. 
And I just thought it wasn't it wasn't super like it wasn't the emojis like but well, because they didn't exist yet. Right. That's what I mean. Like, it's crazy that they they predicted their own version of the same thing we have now. That's a good point, actually. And you never know. That could be later. That's a very how it is. It's just oh, my God. I mean, not that level. I just mean like some system where it's emoji based. I don't know. Hey, people love their emojis. Yeah. And. AI is getting smarter every day. Yes. There's a lot of AI. Those are the things they... No. (laughs) Should I I share that story? I guess. Uh, I had to make uh, a call to my bank last night because I was trying to make a big purchase online. And so I called my bank and I had just had this really strange conversation with the person where I was trying to raise the limit that I could spend on my card in one uh, purchase. And he just sounded very much like this organic artificial intelligence like i don't know how to put it he sounded very real and authentic but so technical and straightforward and automated yeah and very precise like yeah it was so creepy his voice literally sounded like a robot yes but he was like understanding things that usually you know it's a robot because it can't understand you ever which is another thing in this movie so he eventually there's a lot of jail stuff, but if you remember, he has to eventually get this tattoo on his arm. Right. Well, so that's the thing is he go he gets caught uh, for not having a scanner. Yeah. Uh, like a barcode. A barcode, which is what they use to identify. It's like your social security card, right? Yeah. Um, for everybody. And then he goes to jail and go ahead, continue. Well, he escapes just by outsmarting them pretty easily because yeah. everyone's very dumb. He just says, oh, I was actually I was supposed to be in the uh, leaving line, <laughs> yeah. the exit line. Honestly, it reminds me of like bureaucracy and how like really no one questions anything i don't know but anyway so he eventually gets taken to get a scanner and a tattoo Mm -hmm. to identify him and the ai taking his name first name and last name and whatever doesn't understand him very well and so he ends up saying not sure as his first and last name and his whole for the rest of the movie his name is not sure First and last name. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's so funny because this was also pre-Siri and Siri is always right? like fucking not understanding things. It's true. It's, it's like, those are things that predicted, right? I think that the main thing I missed in the whole movie is like the dawning of smartphones, which wouldn't, I don't know. And I don't think it would have changed many things. It just like, it needed people in the background recording everything and having, or having some or in their eye, or I don't know, some sort of form of, like, that smartphone technology. I feel like that's what it didn't predict. It didn't account for that. Because in, in a lot of the scenes where it's, like, big crowds, like, watching the spectacle or whatever, I would have expected everyone recording it somehow. So what's next? Does he meet the president? No, that's kind well, of Well, it's his IQ. Oh, yeah, he takes an IQ test right after he gets his tattoo, and it's a very easy one. Yes. Eventually, I'm just going to skip forward. Because we don't have time to summarize everything. Right. And he eventually, because of his high IQ, the president invites him to the White House and wants to make him secretary of the interior. Mm-hmm. And he meets the cabinet and everyone's like an actual idiot in some way. Like, like I thought, I think it's so clever, the kid winning a contest. Like, that's so, makes sense. <laughs> Which contest? Like, one of the positions in the secretary, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, he won a contest. Oh, I missed that. Online or something, like, oh. to get the position. That's funny. I mean, yeah, it's just, 
<laughs> Especially in Trump era. It's yeah. just like, ugh. And so anyone can Elmer Rosa's there or was there. It's like, okay. what's the president's name again? Oh, it's very long. It's Dwayne Elizondo Mountain Dew Herbert Camacho. So President Camacho, <laughs> he makes a promise that they have a new solution because all these riots start happening. Right. No, no, no. They're just like in general, they need people to or they are riots. Yeah. Outside the White House. Well, no, no, no. no. I, I know. But. That comes later than what I was trying to say. So he just makes a promise to the everybody in the public that Joe not sure. Average, I'm not sure, is going to fix everything. He makes this promise and he'll well, do it in 10 days. No, there's riots first and then he has like a presentation to say all this. Remember, he says it like in song. I know, but what were the riots for? Because of all the problems he later okay. promises this guy will fix. Like they rioted because they didn't have crops and they didn't have whatever. Okay, but they riot again. Well, that's way later. Remember, like, yeah, not it is. Okay, I was just making sure. I couldn't remember if there were two riots or not. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of riots because everyone's oh, stupid bad. and masculine. <laughs> okay, so he then figures out the problem with the crops, right? Go ahead. Well, I think the... It's important that his address, the president's address, is a, an important thing to talk about because it's blending entertainment with oh, politics. Yeah, for sure. Like he sings, he like shoots a gun. He does a lot of showy entertainment things. It looked uh, very similar to when President Trump was at the Republican National Convention announcing his accepting the candidacy for president. I don't know if you ever saw that, but um, it it was a very flashy convention, in my opinion. And it reminded me a lot of when I was watching Idiocracy. I mean, I feel like a, a lot of people have made this comparison, too, that this president is a lot like Trump in the way that he's like a s- ultimate smackdown champion or whatever. Mm. So kind of a reality star and also makes no sense, mm-hmm. no coherent sense at all, which Trump doesn't. And he has, like, all this power over these followers that are just like, yeah. Honestly, this is, like, the world that Trump supporters clearly want if they're, like, based on their beliefs. Like, no no belief in science, women as sex objects, homophobic, don't believe in environmental climate change or regulation. Like, this is all, like, the society they want i like <laughs> the society aligns with trump's values i i definitely think they do well so after the speech they uh, take a tour of the agricultural lands to go see what's wrong with all of the plant farming and so there he tried like average joe try or what's his name uh not sure tries to devise a plan, I think, to start getting back to the time machine. Well, that was the thing is that they are trying to find a time machine so that he can get back to his main time. That's his goal. And then he keeps getting promised that there's a time machine somewhere. And then when they're out there, at some point, Rita uh, gets transported to them. And so they reunite there, which is kind of a big moment. Then they discover while they're out, this is a really messed up scene where they go off to the bushes or whatever. And then they talk like they are able to do it because the society, I mean, that's something we haven't talked about really is how they're so sexually minded. Uh, I mean, what's up with that? Toxic masculine society. 
It's true. I think they have a lot of like media depictions uh, that it's like just injected into their media a lot to try to think that way. An example like that is in the Costco when they're, you know, walking by, I guess, like all of these stores like Starbucks became a porno like hub, a place to. Yeah, it was so weird because they talked about the hand job thing. He kept he was like, what? What? Why? Does he keep saying hand job whenever I say Starbucks? Like when I want to get a Starbucks, and then he finds out when they're at the Costco. Yeah, it's pretty nasty. Anyway, back when they're uh, at the farms and they're at the like watering stations, I don't can't remember what you call those things. They find out that they're actually feeding the plants this like similar to Gatorade type of substance. I can't remember what it's called, like broncho or brondo. Brondo. It's so weird. It sounds like paper towel or dish cleaner (laughs) and so uh they use that to water the plants and and the society and he just quickly discovers that you know he doesn't have to be smart to know that water is what plants need to grow and so not sure decides to start using water which they always joke about being like what's in the toilet which is probably a reference to how it's been depicted in media all the time um or something like that who knows but for some reason, the society thinks that water is just what you put in toilets and that's all that its use is. Um, they look at him weird even when he wants to drink water. And so... Well, it's just a comment on how American society loves their drinks, their sugary drinks. Yeah, because that's what Brondo is, yeah. assumingly. And so what ha- ends up happening is that, you know, I like this movie because there's a cool chain of events that happens in the plot in, in this way. And so when they decide to start watering the plants rather than giving it Brondo, which is this va- very branded uh, ener- like type of energy drink the, that's like similar to Gatorade, its stock falls really big time, and that causes the people to revolt because it employs a large percent, like something like 40% of the population of America. And so, uh, which is another example of just how like one, like major companies can like own so much. And well, they bought like the FDA, the FCC and all of that. That's right. Oh gosh. That's ridiculous. Which is not out, out of the question completely. Like it's, I don't know. In that documentary I watched that sort of turned my diet around, it's called Fed Up. They mm-hmm. talk about how. The reason like Americans oh. eat so much sugar is because of lobbying and right. how the sugar industry has all this scientific research and the government bought basically to not really to sort of hide as much as possible how damaging sugar is wow. to your body and how little you needed. Like you would live a healthier life with zero sugar and you know the food pyramid and all those things say like you need oh you need like five percent sugar on your diet or you know like whatever percent but it's like complete bullshit you don't need any of that that's a very good point so it's like i wish that kids were listening to heike book club (laughs) what kids adults drink sugar it's true i should just heed your advice yeah i had just had the conversation with cameron that electrolytes mean nothing (laughs) And they don't actually do anything for I'm you. I'm not convinced. And it's just a branding technique. And yeah, it's, it's probably true. I looked into it. It's true. It's my fault for really getting into basketball. And it just happens to be marketed everywhere around basketball. Yeah. And, and football, for that matter. It's It does nothing to you. It's just sugar. So that's very fitting that that was... <laughs> 
in the movie and everyone's fooled by the word electrolytes yeah like, like all us. the watering machines have gatorade in them yeah brondo disgusting i can kind of see why fox would be mad about the advertisers now well yeah but it also like it's true it's an over the top but it's still a warning sign and it clearly got there in some way not mm. like obviously not totally but it really feels a lot more real when your president is a clown and all of his supporters suddenly came out of nowhere it felt like nowhere but it's actually in all of america that are just as ignorant as the people in this movie damn or have like very similar interests and habits so then the brondo stock falls and all of the uh people revolt and riot against the white house and they try to invade in it and then the president jumps in and you know interferes and says all right well i'll take care of it and we're gonna have we're gonna treat average joe not sure to one day of rehabilitation and turns out rehabilitation is like their gladiator ceremonies where he goes to fight for his life and that's a whole sequence in itself but in the end he ends up destroying or uh not sure ends up destroying the enemies that are presented to him some of them but in an indirect way not like him yeah directly doing it because like he has a tiny car and then he's about to there's this one last enemy that's like the i guess star gladiator or whatever you want to call him yeah he's about to get defeated i think by this guy and then the uh they end up showing on the jumbotron a shot of the fields that are rejuvenating from the plant which is you know showing us that his goal worked and that's when the president comes and gives him a full pardon for everything and then that's it they show our you know basic epilogue well it's not that basic because they don't go back that's true i feel like that that would be more of what i would expect this is true so there's no time machine to go back, it turns out. Makes sense because society's dumb and they couldn't build anything like that. Right. And so uh, they get stuck there in the future and that's where they stay. And then so Rita and Joe end up becoming president and first lady. Having a lot of babies. And then no, just a few. A few babies. Three. Just a few? That's a lot to me. Well, not to the, the society. This is true. Because then Frito has like 30. And then that's it. And it just reaffirms that I don't want to have kids. <laughs> Makes sense. I'm fine with being one of those smart people that dies off early. <laughs> you know? I, I, I know what you mean. There's no point making more people to deal with the more dumb people. Well, are there other little points that you wanted to cover? I mean, my feelings about the movie are that it was a very like standard three-act movie. And I felt like while... As a comedy, it worked really good as a comedy and all of that. I felt like it wasn't like as experimental as I would have wanted it to be. Story-wise. Yeah. Yeah. But it just had a lot of like it was different kind of commentary, though. Predictable most of the time. But yeah, I agree. No, it's it did. It's like a whole world. It is. It had good commentary. It did. I felt like I had a different perception of what it was going into it than I did coming out. Where, like, I, I felt like it was going to, I don't know, I felt like it was going to be different than what it ended up being. I don't know what exactly I was thinking it was going to be, but it ended up not being that. And it just ended up being, like, really kind of feeling like a standard movie in terms of its format. 
by the end of it. So in some in some sense, in that way, it didn't like push me to think like any more about the movie. But it's still a good commentary because of how it's depicting this state of the future of humanity. Kind of like showing how I think it spe- it, it speaks to the like fear of automation and what could happen in an automated society when n- nobody can think for themselves. But it's also like a selfish type of society where they don't feel like they have to do anything for anybody else. Like the people don't seem to help each other. That's very American to me. I mean, Mike Judge agrees that Trump reminded him very much of this. Oh, really? Yeah. And I think he was asked, it was more around probably election time, but someone asked him about how he, like whether he predicted the future or whatever. And he said, I'm no prophet. I was off by 490 years. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, it's over the top. But it's like, what would actually result from all of these beliefs? Especially of no, like, environmental concern. Yeah, I mean, based on, like... Like, that's the main thing. Like, like how he treats the EPA. Yeah, all of that. Or, like, just denial of climate change and, basic, like, denial of science. And, like, all of that, if... 100% of people thought like that we would end up more, way more soon like this movie mm-hmm. at some point and then die like I feel like we're, we're definitely I feel like we're definitely dying before this the 2500 oh damn definitely you don't, you don't at think this rate can last that long definitely not not at the rate we're going and who's in power and I don't know it's just like not likely that's why I don't want to have kids I think humans are surprisingly strong, though, and they'll find a way to survive. I don't know. I I don't I don't have too much hope for us lasting that long. Dang. I mean, it makes like it just not. This movie. We don't have enough resources. Our final section should be: How would you grade humanity? F. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. I mean. Oops. It's it's different because in our society today. It's not even the majority of the American population that thinks like these people in this movie. So we still have a majority of people that don't think like idiocracy. But I don't know. Oh, so sad. I mean, there was an article I read that sort of broke down like comparing idiocracy, all of the different factions of society, like politics, healthcare, entertainment, and how it's either the same or different Oh, as Trump's America versus idiocracy. Not even Trump's America. It was actually written around before election. Did more of them lean towards an it form of idiocracy? Uh, not really. I mean, obviously, idiocracy is a lot more, you know. Extreme and extreme, exaggerated. Exaggerated, yeah. I mean, there were like things to compare and things to not. Like the thing about scientists being too busy working on hair loss and erections instead of working on advancing humanity forward at the very beginning. That's sort of a commentary on how research, scientific research is possible because of the money of like big corporations a lot of the time. Hmm. Makes sense. And because the money of the corporations it's their money, so they want to advance their own goals, like mm. hair loss and <laughs> right, like pharmaceutical type commentary. Man, that's effed up. It is. I mean, I'm just saying, like corporations sort of 
rule everything because they have the money. So it only makes sense. Yeah, and it shows that in the last 13 years, that hasn't changed. Yeah, it hasn't. I mean, yeah, it's just all the branding. I mean, do you see that in most dystopian things? I actually saw uh, one sign that said Google. Yeah, the I movie. saw it too. Yeah. But it made me think just like this was at a time where the tech companies hadn't really become yeah. large and big and powerful yet. So those w- brands weren't included in this movie. But I think we're about to see something like, well, we obviously saw it in the Emoji movie, but something like Ralph Breaks the Internet is maybe we're going to see something maybe equivalent to something like that. I don't know. I would love to oh, see Hopefully it. they'll depict some s- sort of realness like that. Yeah. I would love to see an idiocracy made now. Right. By Disney. Not by Disney. (laughs) (laughs) No, by someone like Mike Judge again. Yeah. (laughs) Because it would be very interesting after the tech sort of revolution. I mean, they could make a sequel. Why couldn't they? They've talked about it. (laughs) Were you at those meetings? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it just seemed like they had talked about it. Talked about Terry Crews had been in talks for a spinoff, but then it got kind of forgotten. Mm. I don't know. But, like, it would really be interesting now with now that we've had smartphones and Trump. Mm-hmm. For sure. To see internet. what it would look like. Because that's the crazy thing about this movie. Like, you, most dystopian or futuristic ones show, like, the clean version of technology. Mm-hmm. Very, like, pristine. But this is, like, disgusting. And they've just all gotten used to it. And that's very... In a lot of ways, that's how I feel when I go out is that people just get used to it being a messy and trashy area or like that's the part of that's just something that comes along with being in the city. Just even talking politically, like we're used to Trump saying crazy things when like Bill Clinton got impeached for an affair. You know, it's like now Trump says something that would have gotten Bill Clinton impeached any Mm -hmm. day. Mm hmm all the time and no one like no repercussions no no consequences nothing so like that's another thing i think it has to do with the people being desensitized Hmm. interesting and just used to the trash well we have to give idiocracy a grade do you have a grade for it you first uh i want to give it a b plus i was gonna give it a b plus nice i mean it's it's dated now yeah but for back then it's really good like predicted a good amount of things like branding like the clothes having <laughs> brands everywhere mm-hmm. or people being named after brands <laughs> like that all makes a lot of sense oh that's terrifying a brand It'll buying your happen. name oh my god i'm pretty sure and i feel like the first one be like will be like oh my god how could they dystopian and then you know <laughs> well uh any shout outs for today yeah, I want to shout out my friend Enrique, who I think he's listened to Hecky Book Club a few times and he's very cool. politically involved and inclined and fighting against all the morals of the people of idiocracy that we see today. So happy he's out there trying to inform us. Awesome. Shout out to Enrique. I mean, the. Well, the article I read, it ended on a semi-positive note or as positive as it can get that this movie, like the the reason Joe can f- fix the society is because he stops moving out of the way and not doing anything and does something. Mm. And it's sort of a metaphor for like just being involved in voting. 
It's true. I mean, we didn't really get into that, but his character does change. Yeah. It goes from choosing to not be involved to involving himself. Yeah. I mean, very big change. He becomes the president. It's not even just involved. He becomes the actual president. I mean, yeah. Anybody would become the president. I know. Now. But but yeah, you're right. I'm just saying, like, that's like the complete. Right opposite of that's so interesting. i wonder if, like that's kind of like another little subtle message is like anybody could be the president i mean clearly <laughs> yeah. that's a great note to end on i think well thanks for celebrating our mediocre <laughs> podcast today well, we hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll be back next week with another one if you want to contact us if you have thoughts or suggestions about what we should cover Feel free to email us at hikingbookclub at gmail.com or tweet us or Instagram us at hikingbookclub. Yeah, you'll find us there and we'd be happy to talk with you. And you'll be hearing from us.